0: Lift your hands, close your eyes wherever you are. Father, thanks for this blessed opportunity to be in your presence this morning, to be before your word and your spirit. Speak to us in a way that will understand. Let everyone buy into your purpose and into your vision in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of God. Well, welcome to February. February is a good month. It's usually a month of love. So, those of you who have love finding age and stage, may you find love. Amen. Amen. If you are not of love finding age or stage, may God deliver you from it. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I know good things will happen this month. Amen. Amen. On Valentine's Day, we are having a seven-song love concert. Amen. Yeah. the, the, The theme of the concert is love is... Patient. Wow. So, wow. Put your hands together. It's on Wednesday. I know some of you are quiet because some of you are planning. I want to go away with Jimmy. It's not a problem, please. How many of you have plans you are going to go away with somebody? Who are you going away with? Sit down and let's be free. (laughs) How many of you have plans? If you have plans, please carry out your plans. Dr. Gobbs, do you have plans of taking... I have other plans for you. You take your time. But if you are here, you already have plans. Give me a wave. Okay, you are not supposed to have plans. Your plan is to come for this concert. All right. Good. So, um, it's a special concert tailor-made for us so that we can enjoy... Valentine's Day together in God's way, and also win some souls. All right, so next Sunday, we are going to have invitations to give to invite everybody invite somebody, especially for this um, event. You meet your friend, he says, he has a girlfriend, a boyfriend. you say, "Look, we have a special Valentine's program for, for you." We thought about you, organized. I want to tell you instead of taking her to KFC or McDonald's, take her to a concert. Oh, yeah. Do you get it? Uh-huh. Take her to a So, this is special for you to take her to a concert. Can I get an amen? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, it's special. So, next Sunday, we should have some invitations to give out. And with seven, so just seven songs, seven to nine, you'll see that we are done. The night will still be young. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Then for those of you who have been coupled together, which is husband and wife, legally, by law, by the families, as well as by the church, we have a special dinner for you on, on the Friday. All right? Together forever dinner. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. So um, if you are not coupled together um, by law, by your families, and by the church, which is blessed by the church, you have a couple of days. What, what is today's date? Fourth. Uh-huh. You have at least 11 to 12 days to couple yourself. To, but like I said, you have to be coupled together at three levels legally, which is Department of Home Affairs, by family, which is Lobola must be paid. No, 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 no. I don't want to be calling you Mrs. Um, Golden Sticks. Then your mother sees me and says, eh? Aibo. No. So the families must agree. And then you must be blessed by the church. You can get one of the pastors to bless it quickly end them. But if you are coupled already, whether your husband is here or your wife is not here, you are coupled. Come, let's, let's be together. Let's enjoy what God has blessed us with. Amen. Also in the month of February, we will have our proton convention, okay, proton convention towards the end of the month, okay. So just do something for us, even without dates, so that we have like the way everything, something came up, it was nice. Okay, powerful. This morning, for just 40, 45 minutes, I want to share something with you from the Bible. I want to share with you 25 reasons why we must have a mega church. Okay, why we must have a mega church. I'm sharing from this book written by. Bishop, Doug, Heward Mills, 25 reasons why we must have a mega church. What is a mega church? A mega church is a big church. A mega church is a super church. A mega church is a full church. So I'm sharing with you 25 reasons why the church must be full. Amen. 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 The church is nicer when it's full. No church is nice when there are empty chairs. You are always happier when there's a neighbor. Even when we shout amen, it's louder. It's nicer. It's better. Can I get an amen? amen. So, for us all to put our hands to the plow and to work and to build this mega church, it's important for you to know why we must have all the benefits of a mega church. Amen. amen. So, there are 20, in this book, there are 25 reasons but I'm just starting you off with a couple of them. Because when I said 25, some of you check your time and say, hey, when are we going to have lunch? So don't worry. I'll just give you a few today. I'll leave the rest to your, 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 your pastors to share with you. Amen. Amen. Turn your Bibles with me to Proverbs 29, verse number 18. Proverbs 29, verse 18. The Bible says that where there is no vision... The people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Or you can read it this way. But happy is the one who keeps the law. Amen. But the first part of the scripture is what is important to us. Because the first reason why we must have a mega church is that it's the most appropriate vision for us to have as a church. What is a vision? A vision is a goal. A vision is an aim. A vision is an expected, and where you expect to be at a particular point in time. For instance, this year, you must have a vision that by December, you must be at this level. Can I get an amen? Yeah. You, if you find yourself at this same level in December, there is a problem. It means the year has been wasted. Do you get it? So, that is a vision where you, if you are in first year, you expect to complete first year by December. If you are in grade 12, I'll come to you. So that is a vision. And as a church, our vision is to have a full church, a mega church. And I'm saying that it is the most appropriate vision to have as a church. We can have a vision for miracles. We can have a vision for, but all those things are not the appropriate vision for the church. Amen. Like, for instance, anything you do needs a vision, and, and, and it can have any vision, but there's a vision that is most appropriate for what you are doing. For example, if you are a student, like I told you, I promise you that I'll come to grade 12. I've just been cleared to come to grade 12. If you are in grade 12, how many of you are doing grade 12 this year? Grade 12, give me a wave. I mean, like last time you went to class, they started grade 12. Yes. You must have a vision for the year. And the appropriate vision for the year is not for you to go to matric ball. You will go to matric ball. But that cannot be your vision that all the time you are in the school, this grade 12, all you are looking forward to is matric ball. Matric ball. I'm going to wear this dress. I'm going to wear um, human hair. I'm going to wear a wave. I wear an earring from my ear to my knees. That's your vision. By the end of the year, you'll be left with zero. The appropriate vision to have is, number one, to pass matric. Number two is to get the requirements into the course you want to do. There are many people who have passed matric and they've passed with a useless pass. I am not your mother, that's why you go home and say that you have passed. Because your mother doesn't understand what it means. Me, I understand it very well. Yeah. Look, bachelor. I got a bachelor. useless. There's somebody with a diploma who will go to school, and somebody with a bachelor who will sit at home. cannot continue on school. Please, I got a bachelor. Bachelor. Please. Please, parents, if you need help with these things. I'm available. My office is just down there. You don't need an appointment. All you need is the ability to knock on the door. Just knock. (laughs) Now let me tell you a secret. Don't tell anybody on Wednesday. Don't mind anything. The people who are standing there, those who say they are secretaries, administrators, don't mind anything they say. Just knock on that. When you are outside, I can see you. You can't see me, but I can see you. So when they are telling you that go away, I can see you and I don't want you to go away. They just want my work to be easier. They are thinking about me. So when they are telling you go away, just be hanging around and be turning around like you are tying your shoelace or something and just knock on the door. Once you knock on the door, there's only one response when you knock on the door. That response is come in. Yeah, that's all. This is something between me and you. Don't tell them. It's just a private just knock on the door the next thing you hear is come in then once the door opens you are already inside there's no way you are going out i promise you this is for the parents please matric, matric it's for matric consultations i'm saying that the appropriate and the right vision to have as somebody who's writing matric is not only to pass Get a bachelor. But to get what the, the course you want to do in university requires. You want to do law at UKZN, you need 32 points. You need to pass and get a bachelor. If you get a D, don't, pa- don't even shop at the McDonald's next to um, UKZN. You cannot. Don't even go to Honcho's or Scottsville. So, you must get a B. That's the first thing. In addition to the B, you have to get 32 points. At least. In addition to the 32 points, you can't get a 3 in English. A 2 and a 3 in English. And maths. You can't. You cannot. Any course, 2, 3, you can't go. You have to do a sub-course. Do you see? So, this must be your vision. So, even those who are doing matrix, you must also even come for consultation. This is my report from grade 11. This is what I want to do. You have all these L.P. Joels, um, Lady Lady Reverend Della, um, all these people, they've gone to university before. They know what it means to go to the university. Pastor Spar's head has not gone bowed just by walking in town. It's university education. It's university education. He knows a lot of things. Come and sit down with them and say, I want to do this course in Zamo and Co. All of them. All of them, they have masters and all these things. They are not children. They just look young because their pastor also... Even their pastor is not a child. He just looks young. He's fit and young. That's all about... If I tell you my age, some of you will fall off your chair. So ask them... that. This, what do I know? Then they will tell you this, you need this point. This you need this one. You are busy getting seven in L.O. You are not going to do anything in apart from the the, the it beautifying your matric certificate, it won't do anything for you. You have to pass it because if you don't pass it also, you are not ready for life. Like you don't know about life. Even you can get distinction in everything if you fail L.O., you are failed. Yes, I'm telling you free of charge. Do you get And you are busy getting a seven in Zulu. It helps. But it, sometimes it may be better to get a six in Zulu so that you get a five in English. Instead of getting a seven in Zulu and a two in English. Do you get it? So you have to find out these things so that you know exactly what you are working for. If you are in a relationship, the, the appropriate the appropriate the right vision for a relationship is to get married it's to get married it's not just so that you fit in it's not just so that you look cool valentine's is coming where's your boyfriend then you also fit in no that's not that's a bad vision that's a bad vision, and when you have some of these funny visions, it always ends in tears. It always ends where in tears. So, if you are going to enter, if, whether you are old or you are a uh, bishop, but me, I'm very, very old, I'm a very, very old person. I uh, so, no, look, any relationship I mean, I'm talking about relationship, man, woman, boy, girl relationship if you don't have the vision that it is. For marriage, it's a waste of time. Oh, yeah. It's like submitting an application for employment. Meanwhile, you don't want to be employed. Why are you submitting? Asanda, listen to me and listen to me well. Because the way you turn your ear to the east, it troubles my soul. Yeah, it's the most appropriate vision to us. That it must end in marriage. Even when you have that mind, you only attract people who are also interested in marriage. Not time wasters. And that's what time wasters are a lot. Especially even in the church. There are a lot. Time wasters. In the, in the church. You'll be sure. You think they are only at UKZN. They are also in the church. They are at UKZN, then they come to the church during, during church services. They waste your time. By the time they leave you as a lady, by the time they tell you, that, you know, my mother says I'm too young. To be interested in a relationship, I should focus on my life and my, my... He says I should build a house for her first before I think about marriage. So I think that we should hold on. Let's put it on pause for, for some time. Then he said, oh, it's good to build a house for Mama Wako and then everything. Then you put it up. Three months later, you see he's announcing his wedding. You get an announcement on Facebook, you'll be shocked. You'll be surprised. Waste your time, prayer, and then waste your time in such a way that by the time he's gone, you have all the possible people who could have married you. They've married. Right. All the you become an auntie. Every, all the children. Look, when the children start calling you auntie, this auntie, this, you better refuse it. It's not a good sign. ay, yeah, 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 yeah yeah okay it's okay i'm going to thereby <laughs> i said when the children start calling you auntie this auntie that it's a bad sign happening <laughs> it's, a church, it's, it's a good campaign aunties and uncles campaign but <laughs> hmm. you see let, let me explain relax you see the children who are downstairs, the two-year-old, the one-year-old, they, if they are calling you auntie, it's not a problem. But when this type of 12-year-olds, 13, um, these ones from um, Philadelphia, they start calling you auntie, auntie, just begin to know that you are in extra time. It's going to go to penalties. Yeah. Hallelujah. So, good people, as a church, now coming to the church, like even at your workplace, the appropriate vision to have is for you to climb up the ladder at your workplace. Yeah. That, that's the appropriate just Oh, so I mean, I thank God that I've got a job. I got a job. I am now the... Um, Receptionist, I am the front desk executive. I think that it's very nice. When people come, they see me and they see the decoration. Very nice. I'm nice. FDE, front desk executive. Wow. So when we say what do you do, you say FDE, I'm the FDE. We don't and since we don't know what F D is F D E is, we are all confused. Say, so, Wow, it's a good place to start. You guys, It's a good place to start but you should have a vision that I cannot just be here receiving phone calls. Hello? May, may I speak to Mr. Naidu, please? Please hold on, putting you through. Mr. Naidu, Mr. Naidu, there's a call for you. Can I speak to Mr. Lamini, putting you through? Uh, so, sorry, please, there's no response for, from Mr. Mr. Lamini's office. Can I take a message, please? That's a delivery from Mr. Google. Uh, That's all you are going to do for the rest of your life. It's not right. You must have a vision to climb up. So the question you ask yourself is that, after front desk executive, what is there? Okay, this is the next position, administrative assistant. What do I need to do to become an administrative assistant? And when I say, what do you need to do? I don't mean muti. That you go and do muti against... The current assistant. But what type of qualification do I need to get to qualify, to qualify, to qualify to become an administrative assistant? Maybe I have to go to school. Not do Muti. Muti for what? Muti for you have gone to put weed in her tea. She's talking foolishly at the workplace so that they suck her. Oh, somebody will also do it to you. But the appropriate vision, to I will rise up. So I need to... uh, There are people that have asked them to go to school. You are working, but go to school. Add value to yourself. As you add value to yourself, your opportunities will increase. The same way also as a church, the right vision to have is a vision to have a big church. To have a mega church. That's the right... That's the appropriate vision to have. And I'm talking to you about the vision because it's a vision for all of us. How about chapter 2? It's a vision. It's not a vision just for the pastor. It's a vision that everybody in the church must come along with. Hey, Bishop, I came today for you to pray for me to get pregnant. That's the miracle I'm looking for. I'll pray for you at the end of the service. But let us embrace the vision of the church, the right vision for the church, so that we can all move forward. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 2. So that we can all move forward in God's will together. Hallelujah. The Bible says that, and the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables. God said, write down the vision. Write it down and make it plain. Explain it clearly. That he may run, that read it, that the person who reads it, the person who's hearing it can run well. If I don't make you know what the vision of the church is, and you get a wrong idea of what the vision of the church should be, you'll be expecting the wrong things from the church. Yeah. Oh, the church is to conduct funerals. Yeah. That's the vision of the church. Let me tell, let me make a promise to you. If there's a funeral, we will conduct it. But that's not our vision. That's not the main thing we are chasing. And Bishop, when you said I became afraid. friend, I thought that, hey, if something should happen by, by mistake, who's going to bury me? I'll come and bury you. My prayer is that nothing will happen to you. Amen. But that's not our vision. That's not what we are trying to achieve. What we are trying to achieve is a mega church. So he said, make the vision plain. Don't let, there shouldn't be anybody in the church when you ask them, what's the vision of the church? They said, I don't know. Oh, to listen to the pastor. No, everybody must know the vision. And the vision is to build a mega church. Amen. To build a mega church. Build a mega church. When you go to any company, you see their vision and mission statement. You go to any school, you see their vision. Because when there's no vision, you are headed for destruction. Proverbs 29:18 tells us, when there's no vision, it will always end in tears. If you don't have a vision, destruction is there. Your relationship is headed for an end. Your business is headed for an end. Your marriage is... A- Look, in a marriage, your vision is to live happily ever after. I say it again, Valentine's Day, I'll get you. But I'm saying that. Your vision for your marriage is not even necessarily to have children. No. Having children is a byproduct of the marriage. But your vision is to live happily with your spouse. That should be your vision. To live, you need a microphone? To live happily with your spouse. If you are a woman to live happily with your husband. If you are a man to live happily with your wife. Bishop is very, very, is a very, very difficult. You should meet my husband. If you meet my husband, you'll say that you'll say that you have met Satan. Amadimoni is the chairman of Moni Association. Listen, what depends on you do. You'll be surprised that some of us are the destroyers of our marriage. Like, we we are blaming the devil, but it has nothing to do with the devil. The devil has not even noticed that you are married. He doesn't even know that you are married. No, 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 no. One One day, I was coming to church. Then when I got to the gate, I saw somebody crying. When I parked my car, I saw somebody crying crying it's not me it's not me it's not me so as i was getting out of there, i was thinking what have, what has what have they accused this guy of that he's busy saying it wasn't me it wasn't me it wasn't me ah. so when i came i look at the guy i said ah, who is this when i look guess who it was satan oh, okay. I go. no outside here satan so i said what's the problem why are you crying Do you want to be born again he said no so I said, why are you crying? He said, oh, no. The, the thing that got lost, I, 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 I did it. And then the earthquake on the other day, I did But this one, they are accusing me of, I didn't do it. I, do, I didn't do it. But they say it's me. And they are binding me for it. Oh. Now, this is just a story. Don't go around and say, pastor, he has been meeting the devil. No, 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 no. It's just to make you understand what I'm saying. Sometimes it's not the devil, it's you. It's you. Sometimes by bad attitude. Sometimes you are not generous. When I say generous, generous in every way. Sometimes you are not pleasant. You are not nice to be with. So as you are in the house, he's praying that you will go out. Oh God, let her go to town. His day comes to an end when you knock off. It was a nice day day until you came home. So I'm saying that the appropriate vision to have, even when you are married, is to have a happy marriage. So stop fighting. Those of you are just fighting because as you grew up, you saw mommy and daddy fighting. So you think, if we are married, you see like some people say, oh, if he beats me means he loves me, he loves me. He beats me because he loves me. He beats you because he has an inner need to beat somebody. it doesn't have anything to do with you. So, so when we are fighting means the love is hot. Yeah, that's the love. It's very hot. That's why we fight. That's why every day we are arguing tough love is also a type of love I said tough love is also a type of love no one day somebody told me tough love is also a I, I discipline somebody then then when I finish disciplining the pastor there was another pastor then I tend to the when I send the person, I turn to the pastor I said, Charlie sometimes it's hard they will only see me as a wicked pastor then he said to me bishop don't worry tough love is also a type of love when they see the results later on, they will see that you love them more than the people who are smiling with them. I mean, you have failed. You have come home with 51 because you passed by the skin of your teeth. Your teacher has written, well done. Good girl. You go, girl. And she has used time. Instead of using time to talk to you, she has used time to draw bubbles around your marks for you. A teacher. A teacher for department of education, I have to go there one of these days for a shakedown. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. One day I went to my child school for a shakedown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I entered the school. I said, How well does this school do? So we do very well. We are IAB. You know, IAB is higher and more difficult than government. So they were using the IAB to convey. We do IEB something. I said, no, I don't care about any IEB. How well does their school do? Then they'll take me from this person to that. I said, Where is the principal? I said, It's okay, let's stop all this merry-go-round. Where is the principal? Then I went to the, they called the principal. So, Mr. Harley, I hear you. I said, Yes, it's true. I'm looking for you. Then I went to the office. When I went, I, saw, I said, I came to find out how well this school does because I've never seen anybody pass from this school before. Hey, Bishop, is it true? I don't care. I want, I'm demanding results. So last year, this, I said, bring me a printout. Let me see evidence because I've been paying school fees here. for. I have two of my children here. If their future is jeopardized so that I can take them out of this school quickly. Hi. They went to bring long, the principal told, told me, what I'm showing you, if you say it anyway, I'll be dismissed. I said, don't worry. You prove your thing to me, confidential, no problem. Then he said, oh, this one, so this one, so I said, I did a shake that I said, why, why is everybody failing English? You are white. Why can't you teach English? Why? Hey! When I finish the shakedown, the principal told me, honestly, can you come and be on our school board? I said, oh, I'm very busy, please. I'm very busy. But later, I realized I should have agreed to, yeah, once a month, I go and sit down and shake the whole school. It will bring some income into my pocket. So, I'm planning to go for another shakedown very soon. (laughs) you have gotten 51 percent instead of the teacher telling you that look you are you, you you out of hundred you could only get 51 and and shaking you up she has used the time to draw bubbles around your mouth no problem but me if you come and meet me as a parent i'll tell you that look there's nobody in our family that gets 51 you are the first. you are setting a family record Look, one day my son wrote an exam, he got 61. I said, you are setting a family record. Nobody in this family has ever gotten, you'll be famous for your 61. (laughs) (laughs) At At a family gathering, you'll say, oh, call 61, we are talking about you. (laughs) 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 Look, it shook life into him. Recently, I I read an article he had written, and you could see how the 61 was prominent it's like for the first time in his life he wrote an exam and he got 61 It shook life into him Hey, he couldn't sleep again if he hears my footsteps in the then he can hear the 61 wake up you set a family record when you say 61 we are talking about you even if we are reading anything in the bible we say we see chapter psalm 61 we are talking about you ah let us embrace the appropriate vision for the church, which is to build a mega church. What will this vision do for us? It will make us walk the road to getting a mega church. Because that is our vision. Why, why is vision so important? Why is your desire, so, what you want to achieve so important? That thing drives you to do the things that needs to be done for the vision to be accomplished. Yeah, that thing. If you see a girl who's looking for a beloved, that's the way they behave. Now, can I pause on that and give a warning to all husbands? So please remind me to come back to what I was saying. Now, all husbands, I'm telling you free of charge, there's no girl who's super motivated, very nice, jumping. hello please, no please, thank you please, over to you please I like you please. please any girl you see as a married man they are looking for something that's why they are overly excited usually when they are at home, when they get home and they take off their wig they look on their faces you don't even need a security man at home yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. if a thief comes sees they say hey, blood of Jesus they'll start to go away <laughs> yeah yeah Please, when I preach and you like the point, you say bishop, then I say yeah, yeah. Bishop. Or else I'll go to Deban. Okay, please. Uh-huh. So let's try it. Let's try it. Bishop. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So, okay. Now let's go. Now, married men, have you listened to my advice? I'll give you more of it on Valentine's Day, but this is just by because it came up. Now back to what I was saying. When you see a girl who's looking, look, as a pastor, I've been a pastor by the grace of God for, even in South Africa, for 20 years. January was my 20th year, I mean my 21st year of being a pastor in South Africa, like in South as a missionary in South Africa. And I've watched over the years. If you see a girl in the church, she has become exceptionally excited, very active very mobile, very agile, ready to help, ready to... Do. She's doing dancing stars. She's doing film stars. She's doing the choir. She's singing a solo. She's packing the church. She's doing media. She's doing everything that you just know she's looking for a beloved. She's leaving very late. When we closed... Yeah, yeah. When we closed church at two, she's here till six. She has seen a guy in the church. I'm telling you. She has seen a guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. She has seen a guy in the church. She has spotted somebody in the church. So, what is making her so active, behaving, so soft? I know girls who talk like boys. But when they are looking for a beloved or when they spot a guy, suddenly... La- last week, I was, I was at an event, and we were just laughing. We were just making jokes and laughing around. Then I was saying something, but we were joking. Then suddenly, I said something that I was serious about. Even me, myself, I didn't notice. When I said, Pastor Lungani said, Bishop has just used his altar call voice. Take what he's saying seriously. Because he himself, he doesn't know that he's coming to say a serious, but the, the way his accent has changed to how he does an altar call, it means this particular point of what he's saying, he's very serious. He may be laughing, but he's serious. You see, then they have changed. Why have they changed? The reason is that they have a desire for something. They have just acquired a vision for something. So it's making, you see, suddenly girls who don't, even they go to work the whole day, they won't bath before they even come for weekday service. But you will see, starting from Wednesday, they'll bath, they'll put on makeup, they'll line up, they'll level up, they'll package everything to be at the right place enough shoulder, the shoulder will be the same level, the breast will be up and not down, the buttocks the buttocks will be carried together firm and not flabby everything when they sit down, they'll do their leg like that why? they have spotted something yeah there are two ways I hear girls confuse boys. One is when they do their hair like that. It means, look, see me well. Then brothers are confused. And then the other one is a superpower. I hear they use, that one, wives are the people who use it. They use it to take all your common sense out of your head. Nobile, watch this. They hold, they put their hand here when you are driving. As soon as they do that... All the common they are coming to ask you for money, they're taking all the common sense out of your head. By the time you come back to your senses, you have given all the money. Then you ask, What was I thinking? Hello, you were not thinking. They took they pause your brain and then they took the money, then they released it back. Clap your hands for Jesus. So, I am saying that it's important to have the right vision because, as a church because the right vision makes you behave in a particular way. Because a vision is like something you are chasing. If the thing you are chasing is this way, there's no way you will start running this way. What are you going to do here when your goal is here? So, even as a church, when we have this vision, it will drive us. as the second reason. It will, the vision for a mega church, we must have a A mega church because that vision and desire will drive us to do the right things that lead to a mega church. Yeah, that lead to that lead to the church growing. That leads to the church becoming full. This church is not full. We can have twice the number of people who are here in church on Sundays. So this vision will make us tell you next Sunday bring somebody to church. Next Sunday, invite your friend to church. Invite your neighbor to church. Invite your ex to church. Invite your next to church. Invite your... Everybody invite them to church. Yeah, invite your boss to church. Last week, I went to church. One of my church members said, come with her boss. Yeah. Come with her boss. The boss has a baby. Little babies. When the baby came to me, she wanted my watch. Little girl. I said, hey, sweetie, we've not even gone on one date. You already want my watch. Ah, you are too much in a hurry. Take your time. At least let's go for one date. We'll go to, um, Toy saras uh-huh. Then all oh, McDonald's, jumping cars. Then after that, if you ask for a watch, you have a reason. But first, hello, meet and greet. You already want a watch. Look, the woman couldn't believe that the pastor of the church can say something like this. She couldn't, she laughed. She came with a little boy, a little boy, and then the child. She couldn't be, When we were leaving, she said, we should take the boy with us. <laughs> she was so excited to take the boy with you so we we're going somewhere we took the, the boy was with us till 9 p.m wow. yeah because when she came to say hello to me like ah, ah, is this the same guy who was preaching right now look at how happy my child is happy with him my son they all want to be even the children said they wanted to take their child the boy says he wants to take a picture says, oh no problem where i'm going we'll take a lot of pictures that's when the mother said oh take him with you he, I said, oh, we'll take, we'll take him. With. Said, oh, we'll take him with you. She thought I was joking. The next thing she realized that we have gone with the child. Hmm? We've gone with the child for a long time. So invite your boss. Invite your neighbor. Invite your colleagues. Invite everybody to church. Because that's the vision we are trying to fill the church. That's the vision. That's the goal. Number three, I have some ten minutes to wrap up. Number three. The third reason why we must have a mega church. Now, the, the, the scripture I was supposed to read to you, Mark, Mark 11, 24. Jesus says, when you pray, whatsoever things you desire, believe that you have them. Let your desire drive your prayer. Yeah. Let you. The third reason is, it is the prophetic destiny of the church to have a mega church. Third reason why we must have a mega church is because that is the prophetic destiny of the church. When we say prophetic destiny, what do we mean? It means it has been prophesied already that the church will be big. It's the prophetic. Destiny refers to destination, where we are going. Prophetic means it's being said supernaturally. In Job 8 verse 7, the Bible says that, though thy beginnings be small. Job said, don't be afraid when you start small. Because your latter end, yet, in spite of that, despite that, your latter end should greatly increase. So God has prophesied in advance that your end should be great. The end of the church should be great. The end of your life should be great. This is our prophetic destiny as a church, to have a big church. That's why we must have it as a vision so that we walk according to prophecy. 1 Timothy 1.18, Paul is talking to Timothy. And he says to Timothy, I charge you therefore. It's like I'm, I'm, I'm giving you an instruction. A charge means to give you an instruction. He says, this charge I commit unto thee, St. Timothy, ac- according to the prophecies which went before thee that thou might by them by them means by the prophecies thou mightest war a good warfare stay there it says i'm giving you this duty i'm giving you this charge and this charge is from the prophecies that have gone before you the things that have been said about you in the in time past by word of prophecy you should use them that so that you, through the prophecy, what will equip you, what will help you to move forward, is the prophecy. So prophecies are to help us achieve what God wants us to achieve. And the prophecy for the church is for the church to be full and for the church to be a big church. That's the prophecy. That's the prophecy. That's the prophecy. And that's what must guide us. You say, what is the will of God? This is the will of God. The will of God is for the church to grow and to become big. That's why everybody here must get involved in building the church. Every single person. Oh me, I'm just a visitor. Welcome. Welcome. You are a visitor for today. Next week, you are a member. Yes. If you come back next Sunday, you are a member. Yes. If you live here with the mind I want to come next Sunday, you are a member. You are a member. So join in building God's house. Join. This is the prophecy for us, for the church to grow and to enlarge. Imagine 300 people here. Imagine 400 people here on a Sunday. Imagine 500 people here on a Sunday. How nice the church will be. How full and nice. Even when you say amen, the strength of your amen. One day, I went to preach somewhere. Now when I went there, the sound was very horrible. I preached there, I think, in the morning or something like that. And I was preaching here in the evening. The sound was very horrible. And then I forced my way through the preaching. Because after they have introduced you, you don't have any escape. I went to a convention somewhere. As soon as they introduced me, I stood behind the pulpit. The lights went off. You can't say, oh, the light is off, so let's go home. No, you have to press through. So when I came back here, Oh! And they introduced, I was feeling down. What a bad preaching that I've preached at that church. I don't feel like preaching. I was asking, can you preach for us today? Can you preach for me today? As soon as they introduced me and I came on the stage, I took the microphone. Usually when I take the microphone, the first thing I say is Jesus. When I said Jesus, the sound and the people's noise, immediately I became encouraged. I, I felt fire. Yeah. That's what you feel when the church is big. The atmosphere is nice, the joy, everything is nice in the church. So let's all believe God and let's work with it. I'll give you one more and then i close. Number four. Number one is what? The appropriate vision. We must have a mega church because that's the appropriate vision for the church. Number two, we must have a mega church because what? The vision, the desire and vision to have a mega church will lead us on the road to doing the things that. Number 3 I said is the prophetic destiny of the church to become bigger though our beginnings be small yet our latter end should greatly increase. Number 4 I give you one that there, we must have a mega church because God wants his house to be filled. I've skipped the harvest explained to you so when you come you can do that. Many pastors are deceived. God wants his house to be filled. When you read the Anakazo story in the book of Luke, Luke what? 14, 23. Luke 14, 23. The Bible talks about a man that had a feast. And Bible says, and when it was supper time, he sent out to his disciples, his, his servants, to call them that were bidding, But all of them with one accord, began to make excuse. One said, I've bought a field, I'm going to try. Some said, I've bought yoke of oxen, so have me excuse. Another said, I've bought yoke of oxen, I go to prove them, so have me excuse. And the third said, I have married a wife, I cannot come. And the master, being angry, said, go into the highway, to the byway, and call them that can bring, bring the whole, the blind, the lame, and the way they bring them all into the house. That, why? 23, 23, 23. And the Lord said, go out into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in. Why? That my house may be full. God wants his house to be filled. Now, this man here is God. And the people who are bidding are the people of this world. He started by bidding married people he started by bidding people with lands he started by bidding people with businesses yoke of oxen and all tractors trucks taxi drivers all they all said we can't come then he says go to the corners hedges and things, and bring the blind, the whole, bring toties, ama, you know, my sisters who are here, go and bring all of them into the church, people in corners, people in ghettos, go to church street, go anywhere, go to Mapushani, bring them. They went, that one too, the house didn't get full. They said, now, go everywhere, go into the hedges They compel everybody to come in. Why? I want my house to be full. God wants his house to be full. God is not interested in empty churches. God is not interested in his church being empty. A church may start empty, but God's plan is that it will be full. It will be full. It will be full. That's God's plan, that the house should be full. Now, this man could have had his party anyway. In the same way the day you don't come to church, we are still able to do church anyway. It's not that like because you don't come to church, we don't do church. But we are still able, young man, just listen to me, I'm about to close. Okay, good. We are, we are still able to do church. Put your phone away and listen to me. I'm serious. Or I'll send you home. You have the shock of your life. I will send you home. Try me. You just try me. I'm going up. By the time I come down, your phone should be out. God wants his house to be full. That's what God wants. God is not interested in the house being empty. No, 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 no. God is not interested in that. No. He wants his house to be full. He could have had his party. He could have had the the, the celebration. There was food. What makes a party a party? Music? Food? Dancing? That's it. He could have done all these things. But he said, no, I want the house to be full. So once it's not full, go and bring more people. Go and bring more people. Go anywhere you can and bring more people so that the house should be full. God wants his church to be full. Get it and get it right now, children of God. God wants His house to be full. Hey, Pastor, me. I like small churches because small churches the pastor knows everybody and knows everybody's name. It's cozier, it's friendlier. It's like a family. I had a dream about you today, Lol, right? Yes, I had a dream about you today. Do you see? A pastor knows everybody's name. Everybody is a, it's like a small family. It's like yes, it's good. But you can't compare that to. A church that is full. Yeah. You can't. When you see a church that is full and you see the benefit, the joy in a church that is full, you give up these ideas of if there are only six of us in the church. Even Jesus, he only had 12 disciples. So if there are 12 of us in the church, the church will be nicer. It's not true. It's not true. When the church is bigger, you even find your type in the church. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You find your type. You find, you see, you, you have options when it comes to, when I say your type, I'm not even talking about relationships. I'm just talking about people you can relate with. People you can relate with. Who are your type, your level, your age. You, you will not be the only white, if you're a white person, you will not be the only white person there. You will not be the only person who speaks Africans in the church. You will see that, oh, there are about 37 people who also speak Africans. So when you speak African, you don't look odd. When it's a big church. God wants his house to be full. If you go and watch soccer. Yesterday, Bafana Bafana won. Eh? Those of you, I told you that we are going to win. I told you that we are going to win. You said, oh, you don't want to watch and be disappointed. I said, watch it quickly. So that when we are winning, you watched, Just in case we lose, at least you have seen us win. Since I said that thing, we have won twice. <laughs> But you see, the joy of the game is when the stadium is full. But imagine you are winning, there are just some 17 children and three girls watching the game. It's not nice. But when it's full, those of you remember we used to watch soccer during COVID time. There's nobody in the stadium. It wasn't that the first day they opened for fans to come to the stadium. My son said, ah, daddy. It looks like now they shout, they shout more. I say, Yes, they've missed their spot. (laughs) When the ball goes into the way they even shout, oh, you were the head. The people have missed their spot. When there are more people, it's nicer. And God wants this house to, to be filled. So I pray that all of us will get involved in building God's house till we see this house filled and filled and filled again. Yeah this house full. And the house will be full when we have three of you, three of you, three. Just look at yourself and one, two, three of me. One, imagine you have three of me. Imagine how the church will be nice. Even one of me, see how the church is nice this morning. Even just one. No, seriously speaking, even just one of me, see how the church is nice this morning. Imagine there were three of me. Just one of you, see how the church is nice this morning. Imagine there were three of you three of you. Three of Just picture and see. Three of you. Those of you who are yellow bones, you've made the church brighter. But if there were three of each of you, the church will not need to turn on the lights. Your color alone will brighten the church. Yeah. Some of you smile when I'm preaching. Some of you don't smile when I'm preaching. You are blank. Imagine those who smile. We'll have more people smiling. It will be nicer and easier to preach. No, you attempt to preach and then you look at their faces sometimes you even wonder what people are thinking what is it that you are thinking that your face is so straight you are not a traffic cop you are not a judge you don't work at home affairs why do you have such a straight look on your face on a Sunday morning So when you are preaching, you need a few people smile. Pastor Spa smiles a lot when you are preaching. You need them sitting a lot of them, then they are all smiling. Not even laughing or you no, know, but there's a general warm look. When I say a warm look, warm look, lady smile. Ask for a lady who doesn't smile, that one is a problem. Go ahead and ask your grandmother. That one is a problem. Oh no, 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 no. A smile of a lady is like. Um, companies doing advert on television. That's how you see them. If you don't smile, we don't see you. Oh, no, 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 no. We don't see you. I said we don't see you. I mean, how can we see I'm here? You are here to start with. So if I look straight, I look above you. That's the first thing. The thing that will make me look at you is the smile. So ladies, please, young ladies, practice when you are young. Smile, let me see. Good one. You? Good. Correct for three points. Uh-huh. Yes. Give it a shot. Hey, come on. Do it. Yeah, receive it. Uh, quickly. Uh-huh. Nice one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Uh-huh. Little B. Uh-huh. Good. Yes. See? see? Uh huh, nice one, nice one. Grand shot. Let me see. Well, I can't see. Great twelve. Smile, 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 smile. Smile, 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 smile. I'm working it. Smile. Hey, hey, fifty. Smile. Yeah. Prissy. Okay. sound smart. Yeah, let me see. Are there ladies here? Smile, 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 smile. Quickly, quickly. Let it roll, let it roll. Receive the grace, receive the power. Smile. Take it now. One, two, three, four. Yes, there it is. Uh huh. Nice one. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hey, sister. Please, Mama, wake, 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 my darling, for me. Smile, smile for me, smile for me. yeah. Nice. Even in your sleep, you are smiling. I like it. 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 See, see, why, 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 What's the problem? I buy you Coca-Cola. Just smile for me, okay? I buy you Coke. Smile, 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 smile. Ah! Let us have a mega church. We'll be so happy that you stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer. When the church is full, it will be nicer. That's why we must build the church. I want you for just a minute or so, pray for yourself and say, Lord, as you are building your church, use me. I I am available. Use me to build your church. Use me to build your church. Begin to talk to God right now. Just for a minute, talk to God. Use me to build your church. Use me to build your church, oh God. Use me to build your church, oh God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Use Hallelujah. Me. Use me. Everybody pray. Father, we come. It's to a you personal this morning. prayer. Oh Lord that Lord use me as us oh us you are building the church use me to your build your church use me to build the church you want your church to be church. filled oh, use yes, me Lord. to fill the church yes Lord let my work let through me yes, the church Lord. be filled let, the let the me, bring my, filled. Let me let bring my friends let me bring my neighbors let me bring my colleagues to fill up your church Lord fill up your church in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in whatever you are doing in this my work friends my work in is of work, in the name Lord, of let Jesus, me work for you, use o me, O God. Let me find use the appropriate me, o vision, O God. In the name of let Jesus. Let me follow your will. Thank you, Lord. Lift up your hands wherever you are. Let's pray. Father, thank you for every hand that is lifted up. I pray, help us to be involved in building your church. In the name of Jesus. Fill everyone here with the Holy Ghost and with power to work for you and to do, contribute something to your house in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Wow. You are here this morning. Maybe somebody invited you to church or you came by yourself, but you want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I've never invited Jesus into my heart to be my Savior and to be my Lord. Today, I want to start a new relationship with Jesus. I want him to come into my heart to be my Lord and be my Savior. If you are here like that, I also want to pray with you. I want to help you to pray this prayer. So, you are here like that, I want you to just lift up your right hand with me. I'll pray with you. Pastor, please pray with me. I want to invite Jesus into it. Don't be shy. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. Pastor, close your. Everybody close your eyes so that we can give our brothers and sisters some privacy. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. Pastor, please pray with me. I want Jesus to come into my heart, to be my friend, to be my savior, to be my Lord. Lift up your right hand, I'll pray with you. If your hand, you lift that up. Your I want you to come to me. You lift that up. Your hand, just come to me. Step out of your seat. Come to me. Don't be shy. Come to me. Come to me. You lift that up. Your hand, just come to me. Don't be afraid. Come to me. Don't mind your friends. Just come to me. Come to me for just a short prayer to ask Jesus to come into your heart to be your Lord, and to be your Savior. Come, let's pray. Come together a bit. Come together a bit. Okay. My brother coming into the middle. Come this way. Good. Wow. Pray this prayer with me. It's a great decision that you have made today. This is the best decision. Of, this is the first greatest decision of your life. I want you to pray this prayer with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today just as I am. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that you are the Lord of my life. I give you my soul. I give you my heart. Take control of my life. From today, I am born again. Write my name in the book of life. I will serve you for the rest of my life. Now say, Satan, Satan, from today, from this moment, I no longer belong to you. I am a child of God. I will love you, I will love the Lord, and I will serve him for the rest of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Father, thank you for these ones. You can clap, no problem. Thank you for each and every one of them. Seal them with your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Marisburg, or call 083-773-1605.